Am I my sister's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? If I am not, who is? Who will lift me up? Who will lift them up? When we are all seeking love and support without extending love and support, who is there to provide it? But why does this who person that's coming to keep us, uplift us, and support us, love us more than we love us? And how long are we willing to collectively wait on this Dr. Who to come save us while we continue to die mentally, spiritually, and physically? Am I my sister's keeper? Am I my brother's keeper? I am not because I am my sister and I am my brother who is within me and we keep each other. Welcome to Melanated Conversations, our narrative and our perspective. Here on the podcast, we are amplifying the voices of Black women and sharing their powerful stories of transformation. I'm Tyrion. And I'm Yana. Let's start the show. Welcome back to another episode of Melanated Conversations. I am your co-host, Tarian. And I am your co-host, Yana. Yes, welcome back, ladies, and our few good gentlemen who listen in and tune in every week. Thank you for showing up with us today. We are now in season four. Woo woo. Woo. That's exciting. I need to get it out. My, my throat. <laughs> Y'all heard that? I'm sorry. You over there struggling. I just forgot. I'm like, woo. <laughs> Wait, that's a, that's, it's a celebrate. It's always a celebrate. Yes. Excited about being back for season four. Thank you guys for tuning in. Um, but you know, we have a special guest with us today because we love to bring along new friends. Mm-hmm. Um, and on today's show, we have Miss Sarah McGriff. Welcome to the show, Sarah. Thank you. Glad to be here. Thank you so much. Yes, we're so happy to have you here with us today. And yes. we will be chatting with Miss Sarah about all the wonderful things she's doing. She's got, she's an author, she's a filmmaker, and I just cannot wait to get into this uh, chat. Well, uh, before we get into our melanated chat, y'all know how we like to do. As always, we're going to play a round of don't drop the mic, although we may change it. You never know. Um, but uh, so, Yana, you want to get, get into that? Yeah, yes, 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 yes. I have quite a few questions. Um, that, you know, a few cards that I've pulled for us to answer. Do you mind playing a a couple rounds with the Sarah? I don't mind at all. Okay, okay, okay. I like it. I like it. Well, um, Terry and I will actually answer these questions too. So you're not alone in this regard. (laughs) So, um, my first question is a life question card and it asks, What's the first thing a black woman does before she raises up on you? Now, it's multiple choice, so let me give you your choices. A, secures her wig. B, takes off her earrings. C, puts her hair in a ponytail. Or D, asks someone to hold her purse. Hmm. 
Hmm. Um, I would say, um, take off her earrings. Yeah, yeah. That's I, I, yeah. That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> oh, that's, a, that's a solid one. Have you ever had to take your earrings off on somebody's <laughs> Um, Lord him. Yes, actually. <laughs> Oh, actually, at work. So, oh, oh so, my goodness! But I, I, God is good because I just I I need him a nursing license, so I just had to walk away. I don't know. I guess thank God he interfered because I, I probably would not have had my nursing license right now. But you know, some people just push you to that point, and it, it, it had been going on for a while, and just been trying to handle it, you know, things in a professional manner, um, you know, just reporting to my supervisors and no one really seemed to take me serious. So, you know, unfortunately when it gets to that point, um, it's just time to leave the place. So I ended up leaving that job and going somewhere else, but yes, I've had, had to get to that point and I've just prayed to God. I don't ever have to get to that point with anybody again. <laughs> I understand. Sometimes the, the the earrings gotta come off. Yes. Um and sometimes work will take you there sometimes. But oh, yeah, I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad that you were able to find a healthy resolve by Yes. <laughs> uh what about you, Tyrion? Can you read off the choices again? Sure, sure. Um A secures her wig, B takes off her earrings, C puts her hair in a ponytail. Or D, ask someone to hold her purse. Okay, so I'm going to have to say B, C, and D. Oh, um, you got a lot of actions. Oh, you, got, you, you, got, right. you got a lot so, of steps. Well, listen, because I was going to say secure my wig, but I don't, I don't wear wigs, really. So, I'm good for a wig or two. No, I know. I know. Or else been all, it would have been all of the above if it wasn't for that. But I feel like because I'm going to have a purse in my hand, so somebody need to hold my purse so I can pull my hair back. So I can take my earrings mm-hmm. off. So I got to free my hands up first. So I need to do B, C, and D before I lay my hands on you. That's Ooh, all. Goodness. Okay. <laughs> Yana, what about you? My answer is not even on these multiple choice questions. Oh. I mean, those are good. Those are. Let's hear it. Well, you know, I feel like there's an action that happens before those steps. And it's the action that is, that you know, in the Bible, it says warning comes before destruction. I'm not going to mm-hmm. so, uh, <laughs> Before we get to securing the wig, before we take off the earrings, well. before <laughs> we put... The hair follicles back in a ponytail. Uh, And before we ask someone to hold our purse. Yes. We put a little swivel in our neck. Yes. (laughs) We warm up our body. Yes. And we give you a look. That should tell you this is not the time nor the place. Or the place, exactly. So that's my answer. Yes. yes. No, I, you're right. 
You're absolutely right. You gave us the pre the pre show. The pre show exactly. <laughs> <laughs> to try Jesus, don't try me, but I will. Like <laughs> Shout out to Toby and we and we Yes, <laughs> no, Big and no. This is a show of women empowerment, and we we talk all you know. But let's be real. Whether if you're black or not, you melanated mm-hmm. or non melanated, yes. Somebody will try you in this lifetime. Yes. Yes, they will. But you gotta, you know. <laughs> I was about to say something, but I'm, I'm just, I'm just moving forward. But no. <laughs> say what you gonna say. Girl, I'm trying to bring man. this back in a in a lightful way because oh, like okay, I don't want to okay. start our show off like, oh, we talking about women fighting? No, so it, we, <laughs> it was not. a question that was asked part of a game. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So yeah, I know we don't condone violence, but um, no. <laughs> don't 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 seek a trial if you don't want it to be tried. Mm. Amen. Amen. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. One more question. <laughs> I have one more question. Are you 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 still want to play with the series? Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, you kept saying all right, all right, all right. And I was like chicken head, ch- ch- chicken head. Oh. <laughs> Okay, on a serious note, or maybe not, but what is something you hate but you wish you loved? Hmm, that is a good question. Um, yeah, I want to ponder on that while I get my answer. Yeah, let let me ponder on that. This just needs to be said. It's been said before. If you haven't followed Terry and I's journey on this podcast, maybe you're new to this, but we're true to this. Miss me with the space. I, I I wish I could love it, but oh, I don't. I don't. Say I don't like the that. space. I don't play it. It uh-huh. gives me anxiety. It it stresses me out. It causes um broken homes. <laughs> I, now I don't have to agree with you on that. I've never learned how to. I've, I've tried to learn how to play space. It's just yes. not for it's me. It's so aggressive. Um, Welcome to the ag- club. Welcome to the club. It is aggressive. You trying to learn? Aggressive. They're like, no, you won't know how to play. You're not my part. They're like, but I need I'm to. Like, I'm gonna well, learn. Exactly. Well, how, how am I supposed to learn how to play it if you're not willing to teach me? And then, I mean, I, I guess that's just like a sin in the black community because if you don't mm-hmm. know how to play space. They look at you like you're crazy, like you just totally exiled from the whole black community. The no barbecues, no nothing. <laughs> right, right, exactly. I mean, Yana, you just you may have just answered the question for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be something else out there, though. Is there a food or uh, trend or I don't know. Mm. I'm sure um, there's some trends that I just don't be like, I just don't. Well, I have another. And by the time that this is aired, this, this may be, this, this, this phrase may be dead by then, hopefully. But I just don't care for the, it's the blank for me. That's, well, it's, it's the phrase for me. Yes. It hurts me. 
No, I think it's it's I think it needs to leave with 2020. I agree. Please. Yeah. yeah. We we had it. We we used it. Yeah. Done <laughs> this job. I agree with that too. <laughs> we did its job. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get some ads for that one. I'm sorry, y'all. It's the phrase for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, for now. Is it so that's what we're going with? Just, the, yeah. just the yeah, and I think too, people it got colonized a little bit too, so that might have been part of it too. Yeah. Cause mm-hmm. I think that was like my introduction. Well, I had it wasn't even just it was freshly out at the time when that TikTok that, Yeah, I was gonna say that's the when I first saw it, that's how I first saw it was yeah. it had already been like, taken. This ain't mm no, that ain't the move. Yeah. That's not the move. Yeah. <laughs> I digress. But thank you, Sarah. We appreciate you're you playing with us. I know you probably didn't expect us to go there. We wouldn't probably live on with you, but Oh no, that's all right. That's all right. We, we we appreciate people that just jump right on in and just definitely with us because we like we likes to play. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, again, thanks for playing along with us. We're just gonna like you know slide on into our next segment, which is all about you. We want to hear more about you and your story and all the great things that you have going on. Okay. Um, yes. Um, so yeah, we want to know who is Sarah McGriff? Um, what are your roots? And can you just share a little bit with us, um, about your backstory? So I, um, I'm a 40 year old, um, single mom of two children. My son is 18 and my daughter is 10. I was born and raised and still live here in Lake Wales, Florida. So my, pretty much my roots are when I graduated from high school, I went to FAMU, Florida A&M University. My original goals were to become a cardiovascular surgeon, but you know, that got derailed when I got pregnant, um, my junior year in college. So I moved back home to, um, you know, get some help from my parents. So, you know, raise my child, wanted my child to be born and raised here also. So I just kind of worked my way up and I decided to take a different path. Um, I wanted to become a nurse like my mom. My mom's been a nurse for 35 years. So I took the, I took that route. I, beca- I was a certified nurse assistant for six years. Then I went up and I became a um, licensed practical nurse for 10, um, for another six years. And then I went on and got my degree as a registered nurse. And I've been a registered nurse since 2017. Um, I've always, been an avid reader and writer. I love to write. I've always written short stories. I've always written, you know, little um, novels and stuff. And I picked up, I picked it up more when I started working as a nurse. It was an outlet for me from all the stress of dealing with a nurse, you know, dealing with nursing and the stress that comes along with it. And so, you know, dealing with experiences and just having like a particular patient that I drew to um at one point um in my in my career um that's what made me want to start writing my book and I actually got with another author who owns her own publishing company and she helped me write my first book Mind Under Troubled Waters and so that's pretty much you know my background story right now and it has just led me to want to pursue other things 
Yes, yes. And first up, can we give it up to the Rattlers? Come on, Fairy. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> I always claim fam like I went there. I feel like uh, I did. I was supposed to, but um, my mother had other plans for my life. No, <laughs> no, but um, kudos to you and um, and you know, just you tell them a little bit about your experience um, as you journey through you know, coming to REN and once you started in that field, um, which is probably true for a lot of people in that space right now, even more so because we're still battling through this pandemic in this space. Like mm-hmm. there are some, I can't imagine a level of stress, the daily stress um, that accumulates just from work yes. alone and from the constant, like just right now, all the constant things that you have to navigate through. Exactly. Um, your yeah. your story resonates with me so much, not from a nurse pers- perspective, because you better than me in that way. I, I love people, <laughs> but I, I don't know if I can. I, I my hats off to all um, nurses and doctors and oh, nurse yes. responders because yes. y'all do the work that I know I could not do. Exactly. But um, I resonated with what you mentioned about how you use how you channeled your how you use writing as a, um, I don't want to say coping mechanism, but as a way to channel a lot of the energy that was coming from the stress of writing. Yes. I mean, from, from, from working as a nurse, mm-hmm. um, not to like insert myself in here, but, um, just one as a way to kind of identify and how I identify with you and your message is that the same with me in my space as it related. I, I have a background in HR. Uh huh. And, um, it was, it's, it was pretty stressful. Um, but how I kind of worked through that was turning that pain into, like you said, turning the pain into your pen, putting everything yes. out and writing through it and navigating inward to, um, you know, like you said, to, to, to manage the stress. And for you, it turned into a whole book. So a whole book, yes. <laughs> which, which we're gonna get into detail about here in yes, a moment. Definitely. Um, before I go into my next question, did you have something you wanted to say? You wanted to chime in on Terry? No, I was just gonna ask her what like what unit, what nursing unit are you in? Like what what area um of nursing are you working I in? I was um um, I, I was in the cardiology um unit. We did a lot of um, like we took care of a lot of patients who had surgeries, fresh surgeries, who had basic routine like cardiac catheterizations. I, so I was on the cardiac unit, okay. and you know, it, it it's I was blessed to be that because, like I said, my passion, my original passion was to become a cardiac nurse. So to be able to, I mean, a cardiac surgeon. So to be able to work on you know, the cardiac floor um, was a blessing, but just like um, Yana said, it was very stressful at the same time. Dealing with different people and different doctors and your co-workers and per- personalities and emotions, you know, in addition to family members who are constantly concerned or upset or just, you know, complaining. And even patients, it's just... You know, you just have to find a way to channel that stress and not let it get to you. And that's when I really started back up picking up 
my writing. And I'm just so thankful that God, you know, led me through that that channel because there are so many other nurses who find other unconventional ways to deal with, you know, their stress. And, you know, we see, I mean, I've seen a lot of nurses who've gotten caught up into alcoholism, drugs, and just, you know, it's, it's really sad. So I'm, I thank God for, you know, guiding me in that direction in my original passion. So. No, that's awesome. That's awesome. Taking care of our hearts. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes, no yes. What would you say, I mean, I know writing in particular was key in helping you navigate through the stress, but what would you say, like, what was your, your method of writing? Did you kind of journey, like journal through it? Did you intentionally go in with, okay, I want to write about this topic? And you just started to write your book around, you know, around the moments of um, some of the things that you identified from a stress standpoint or things that you identified within um, your personal community. Like how how did you get to um, the writing? I got to the writing. I started just doing like poetry, just, you know, um, I, I did my poetry and I wrote poetry, you know, relating to, you know, being a nurse or being just. um you know, a worker of myself, just dealing with other people's issues. And then I eventually, um, I started journaling, you know, just, I kind of got more in depth with what, you know, trying to deal with and just put everything that I was dealing with that work on paper. And then, you know, uh, I just happened to encounter, um, I had a patient in his early twenties, black male patient. He, he tried to commit suicide because he had just found out that he was in really bad kidney disease and was going to have to go on dialysis. And, you know, at that age, that's really devastating. Dialysis is something very serious to deal with. And he felt like trying to commit suicide would be the only way for him to deal with it or to just take him away from that. And it it just brings back to, you know, things that we need to really, really need to touch on in the black community, especially when it comes to mental health. Um, this young man, his symptoms, his he just wasn't being taken seriously. None of the doctors would listen to him. None of the other clinicians would try to reach out or even try to get him the help that he needed. And it's just it's it's all a, a mind thing. Some people just need some people. Some people just need someone to talk to, especially African-American patients. And so I just talked to him. The more I talked to him, the more I began to realize, you know, we are really affected by what's going on in our community, our environment. Um, mental wise, it's just not physical stuff. It's um, it's mental stuff also. And so that's what drove me to really, you know, focus on the mental um, aspect of being a nurse dealing with the patient. And that's how I started writing my book. Uh, were you going to say something, Anna? Yeah, no, I think that's 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 extremely important. Um, I think a lot of times, I think for me, a, a great sign of a of a or a good sign of a great nurse is, or any kind of um, you know caretaker. Um, is not just somebody who is 
they're present, um, making sure that physically you're okay, but also, um, you know, taking care of your emotional and your mental needs as well, or at least being an, being there as, as a confidant, because a lot of times, you know, somebody could, like you said, that young man was in the hospital and, you know, was going into, you know, kidney failure and was something so life altering was about to happen for him at such a young age and not knowing how to deal with that. Um, and it's like, okay, well, yes. I can, I can take care of your physical needs, but also like, well, let's talk about this. How is this making you feel as, you know what I'm saying? And knowing like, okay, you may not be an, a mental health expert or, you know, a therapist or counselor, or, you know, you may not have a background in that field, but just knowing that someone is there yes. that cares. And like you said, you know, a lot of times just having somebody to listen to you, um, whenever you're dealing with something or going through something that's hard, um, is extremely helpful. So kudos to you, to you, you for even being, you know, aware and, and present in the moment with that young man. Um, but now let's talk about your book. Um, you authored a book titled, uh, mine under troubled waters. Um, it made uh-huh. me think of a song bridge over troubled waters by who is that by? I can't think of the name of the person, um, but just the title of the, the yes. book, just it made me think of the title of that song. Um, very catchy. But anyway, um, your book addresses the stigmas, like you just stated, around mental illness within the black community um, and particularly with young, young black men and women. Yes. Um, you just share a little bit about. Uh, your book and also kind of your, your book kind of led into a led you down a path of um, filmmaking filmmaking and, and we'll talk even more in detail about that as well but can you just share a little bit more about your book and then just kind of how you started heading in the direction of filmmaking okay the name of my book is mine on the trouble waters and I titled it that way because mental health um especially in the black community is so deep is so hidden um just like being underwater or you know in in murky waters where it's just you know it's just there no one's you know trying to bring light to it trying to you know come up with solutions so that's why I named my my book that way mine under troubled waters so it's a fiction book it's but it's based on stuff that's going on in our community it's about a black male, you know, teenage basketball player who suffers from mental illnesses. He lives with a family. Um, his father was a former NBA basketball player and his mom. And he also has a brother who suffers from autism. And so this young man, um, he's really torn between being an NBA player like his father and also wanting to be in a field or, or like a mental health um, council where he can help you know, children with disabilities or cause he's very drawn to, you know, his brother and everything that's going on with him. He's drawn to the autism side. So he's torn between a career as a basketball player and a career as a teacher or a mental health counselor. And so when he tries to talk to people about it, you know, people are very dismissive of him, of his dreams of learning about autism and other disability. His father is very negative his mother is just very passive she doesn't really you know comfort him the way that he needs and instead of seeking out the help that he needs or anyone helping him he takes unconventional ways to deals with deals with his his um, mental illness and the book also speaks about you know some family secrets 
that goes on in his life that may, you know, lead to the issues that goes on that is that that he's dealing with in the present. Um, just a lot of back history. Um, with his family, particularly his dad's side of the family. Um, I I delve into mental institutions. Um, I delve into mental prisons. I talk about, you know, stigmas in the community, incest, rape that, you know, people try and not going to try to hide under the rug because they don't want to talk about it. Um, I even talk about, you know, religion as far as how the church also deals with, you know, people with mental illness. They tell, you know, yeah, and, and we see that now. And especially in our community, um, it's, it's, it's taboo. Mental health is taboo. Um, they tell us to go pray about it or to seek God. And and don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with praying and seeking God for it. But, you know, God also gives us the wisdom to seek help, you know, through programs, through doctors and just talking to each other. And that's, um, that's what I'm addressing in my book. And I, I think it's imperative that we as a community, I'm glad that we're finally making strides and finally recognizing, but we still have a lot of work to do. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially when it comes to situations where children are being um, molested or sexually abused by their family members and no one wants to address it. And I also talk about that in my book also, because that's part of the background of Thomas is the main character's family that has been held secret for so long. And, you know, once you read the book and you start seeing, then you'll see why, but it's, it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Um, I really, wanted to do it this way just because, you know, the young man that I had as a patient, you know, influenced me. But of course, you know, with HIPAA laws, we, we can't really disclose a lot. So I just kind of, you know, filtered everything that I dealt with him to my experiences in a fictional type way. But it's definitely factual that in a sense that it's going on in our community and it's still going on. Ooh, that's that book is loaded. Let's yes. just say this start it's there. Very <laughs> yes, and yes. Before, I know Terry asked you about the filmmaking side, which I definitely want you to address here in a moment. But still on the book side, mm-hmm. just writing through something that is such a heavy topic, that is such a kind of like far end discussion for you know our community, for the black community. How was it for you in your own mental space writing this? Like, how did you feel like when you were writing? How was the process for you? Oh, it was so emotional. I, I cried through a lot of the stuff, the, mm-hmm. the scenes and that I was writing down because it just seemed because I, I know people who going through this and are who went through this, going through this and are still suffering with the um the detriments of being abused or raped in their youth and it's it's still having a lifelong effect on them you know as adults so i I definitely it, it was definitely an emotional thing for me to have to deal with but it, it took some time. I just, it took me four months to write this book. And I would write this book, you know, late at night or early in the morning, about three, four o'clock in the morning where my kids were asleep. So, mm-hmm. and then having to get up and go and work a 12 hour shift, but I was, I, I was able to get through it. And it, it was just emotional for me. And so, and, you know, for me to delve 
my feelings and you know the, char- the characters of the book into this this writing. It was it's, it took a toll on me, but you know, I, I'm just thankful that hopefully you know writing this book will help someone else. Absolutely, you know, absolutely. In their life. Yes, absolutely, and I definitely feel that it will, it has, and it will continue to. I just, just you explaining the book, I was just like, because I write from, I think I identify with you as a writer too, mm-hmm. because I write from a emotional, transformative, expressive voice. And sometimes I have to like literally remove myself from my work because yes. it gets personal and deep. And especially mm-hmm. when you're writing from personal experiences and things like that, it's like you get those rush of emotions all over again. Yes. And it can really like, for me, it could like, really, it, could, it physically paralyzes me sometimes. Mm-hmm. So that's why I was curious to, to know, like from your experience, how was that process for you in navigating and writing the book? As Terry mentioned that, you know, you, you've, of course, you've written this phenomenal book and, and, and through this journey, it's led you down a path of filmmaking, which you've also, um, had journey into creating your own production company, Feel the mm-hmm. Real Productions. Tell us a little about that leap and, and, and how you trans, how you transitioned through, you know, writing to filmmaking, filmmaking. all the things. Thanks. After I wrote my book, I always used to see this, um, I follow this guy on Instagram. He's, um, has his own film production company in Orlando, Florida, which is not too far from where I live. And I've always, I mean, I've always written like little short plays and stuff. And so it's just, you know, it just kind of laid on my heart to reach out to him. I just, I really just wanted to come on the set with him just to see how things work, to see if I would like it, getting into the film industry. And he actually, um, come to find out, he used to be part of a rap group down here back in the day called the Florida Boys. I don't know if you all remember them or not, but he- It sounds familiar, but I don't don't know for sure. Okay. (laughs) So he used to be part of the Florida Boys and my cousin was in that group and so- He's known my cousin and our family for years. You know, it's it, it's a small world, and it's it's just amazing and how he puts people in your path to get you to where you know he needs you to be. And so I reached out to him, just wanted to come on a set to just see you know how it works. And he actually gave me the opportunity to write two screenplays. He, he's a um Christian um you know artist now, and he has his own radio show. So he um he gave me an opportunity to write um, two screenplays, just short little screenplays. And that was a blessing to me because, you know, he didn't have to do that. And we were just kind of, do, and we, I wrote them and we got together and we discussed and we were able to get some, a uh, couple of people who were willing to play the parts. And that's just how I got, that's how I got into filmmaking. And so I decided to go ahead and, you know, start my own company from there, Feel the Real Productions. You know, just like he gave me the opportunity to work with him, I want to give someone else the opportunity to have their work or their dreams, you know, to come into play. So that's how I got started with the company. Um, 
Sarah, that is so awesome. Um, I admire you for, uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, really. Uh, you know, just going for the things that you want to try in life. That's, uh-huh. that's super cool. That's, that's, um, that, that kind of tugs at my heartstrings. Um, and specifically when, when we were kind of talking offline before we started recording earlier and I said, um, you're, you're literally half of me and half of Yana. Cause Yana had said yes. earlier, you know, like writing is her pet, you know, is her gift, I believe. Um, yes. it's, it's, she's great at, great at writing and, um, that's her thing. And for me, movies and film is my thing. I love, okay. I love film. And I, this past year I've been, um, you know, getting behind the camera and playing with stuff. Now I have not stepped out on, out of the boat in the terms of putting my, my work out like you have. That's why I said you, you know, you definitely speaking to me as in terms of like just really going, going for it. Yeah. But, but definitely that's something that we share in common is now I'm not a screenplay or as far as writing screenplays. Per se, I usually will have a vision or an idea for something. Uh Uh, You know what I mean? And and producing things. And, but like I said, I love getting behind the camera, playing with things. And yeah, so I think that this is super duper cool. Um, thank you. Like that, that is so awesome. And I cannot wait to see the things that you're going to do with your production company. And hey, let's work together. That's all. All right. (laughs) Oh, God. Yes, that, that, that sounds like a plan. I, I'm looking forward to it. Also, see, I, yes, I just took a um, you know, a film and um, photography and videography class a couple of months ago, and I so I just I, I've been filming um, yeah. you know, some stuff here. I'm actually um, getting ready to start my web series, and I just filmed the first episode for the first for it. Um, a couple of weeks ago with an attorney down here. And so the name of the, the name of it is called damn sis. You can clap. You can still clap. And I, I came up with that because, you know, and it, it just tells us around black women, period. Yeah. Um, just like Malcolm X, you know, stated though, black woman is the most disrespected woman in the world that rings true i mean when you see a lot of stuff going on in our environment the the killing of you know brianna taylor that still kind of wretches in my spirit because that was something that totally unnecessary absolutely have to happen you know this young lady had her whole life ahead of her and to be taken out the way that she did and to and for society you know, this United States, this un-United States to have the little regard or to her life or her family is just, it's, it's appalling. I just want, and you know, I'm starting this series because, you know, yes, we as a society, we need to recognize, you know, black women and the strides, but it's also important that we women in our own community support each other. Um, that to be jealous or you know have envy for the next person that's doing great when you can do the same thing or you can do or you can do better or you, it's just it's just all about encouraging each other and standing up for each other and you know making sure that you know we all can eat we all can 
have a piece of that pie. We all can do the same thing that the next person did if we just put our mind to it and just support each other. So that's my reasoning behind starting this. I've just really, it's just time to really uplift black women. And, you know, we, we see that now with the election, black women came out to this election and, you know, brought it up. We, we have our first black female vice president ever and all the black women that came in or, you know, help to elevate the election it's just it's amazing and so i mean we we've always been great <laughs> we've always been queens you know we've always been at the top of our game it's just time to elevate that a whole lot more and you know allow the world to see our shine and you our our accomplishments and what we as a group of people can actually do yes 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 oh mg Y'all ever heard of the law of attraction? But this is it in action right here. I'm going to try to rhyme, but you know. But seriously, like, I'm so amazed every day by... Thank you. um, Yes, yes, girl. We can clap for you, sis. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much. No, but I'm so amazed that everything that you said is everything that Terry and I stands for on the show. Mm-hmm. That is our main aim is to, this is not to give glory to ourselves, but to shine light on all the many women, black women out there, there's movements and shakers that are doing the, I'm going to say the damn thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we are. We yes. are. <laughs> yes. And it's so past time that we 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 get our shining moment. We take our shining moment. We stand in that moment, and we 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 help others like us shine as well. Like that that holding ourselves back. That you know, reserving our um, reserving our greatness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because here's now the we, thing about that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. Because here's the thing about that. We we're bad about that, and I'm not. And that's not a coming from a negative place. I'm saying because we see other cultures and other ethnic backgrounds doing that and ain't yes. got been doing wrote wrote something two days ago and now they're expert in it and suddenly they've got this huge you know what I'm saying? Like this massive following or this huge support push behind them. Because mm-hmm. they say, Oh, I can do A, B, and C and everybody's like, Oh, okay, yeah. And we sit on our gifts and I'm talking to myself. We sit on the things that God has given us or our passions and you know, we we're like, Well, I don't know, da 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 or or whatever. And it's really about like y'all just said, I mean that's we we Yes. Yeah. No, no, that that captures the whole essence. Yes. I was just saying it that does. like we, we reserve our great while everybody else is shining and just good. Like Exactly. Yeah. We have so much to give and um and sometimes it takes our, ourselves to be in that to, to that space to uplift one another for everybody else to catch it. But rather they catch it or not, like we have to rally around one another and Saying like what you said, yes, sis. It's very you can important. Clap. Like yes, sis, you can clap. You can, you yes, can clap you can. your hands for her. You can, you can. Go don't, ahead. don't miss and your. That's mind. why I did it exactly. Yeah. I, I, that's why I started this series. It, it's, it's important. It, it is past time for Black women to get the recognition and the props they need, and that's, and that's what yeah. I plan to do with this documentary, with this docu series. So. 
thank you. I'm, I'm just so passionate about doing this. Yes, yes. put it out there. Get Absolutely. it on the interwebs. Get them on yes. the We can subscribe. It's Beyonce's right. <laughs> Beyonce's internet. It's a black woman's internet right now. So go ahead and put it out there. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> I'm um, definitely working on it. Yes. No, this is this is so exciting. Um, this is yeah, Sarah, you're amazing. Thank um, you. So speaking about all the strides, you know that you you these lanes, different lanes that you've stepped into and you, you are starting to overtake. Um, I just want to know what is your, what's your future vision for driving the culture forward? I mean, we just talked about how it's important for us to rally around each other and support each other, but through your work, how do you envision your content shifting the narrative of our stories of the stories of black women, stories of black people? Well, my, my eventual goal is to, you know, have my own streaming channel where, and and have my um my production company, you know, spearhead this. And it, I also want to start the streaming channel so that other people, especially Black women, can have a place or opportunity or you know somewhere where they can put their own productions up. Just uplifting our stories, just uplifting of as a community period giving them the chance to display their talents and you know get that get their own stories out there also that's my eventual goal and so i'm just that's why i'm trying to start out because i I just i I really want to be you know an example and and a leader for our community for those who don't have a voice they that you know, that, that they can't speak for themselves or they can't, you know, don't have the avenue or the money or the resources to want to produce their own show or write their own book. That's the whole idea behind Feel the Real Production is to give others a blessing and give others the opportunity the same way, you know, the young man JD gave me writing, you know, those movie scripts for his company. So, that's what I want to do. And so that that's my goal. And that's what I see myself doing in the future for, you know, our people. Yeah, I think that's important, too, uh, as well, paying it forward, because a lot of times, unfortunately, sometimes when we get to a certain place in life, we tend to forget about either where we uh, what where we came from and mm-hmm. the we had to do to get to where we had to get to. And yes. It's like, oh, well, you will figure it out. I figured it out. And it's like, no. Uh, nepotism. Let's help each other out. <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that, that's very important. It's it's very important, and I think that's a fatal flaw that we see in the in the black community now. Um, I, and I see it now. There there is no um, you know, in some cases there is no togetherness because we're too busy trying to climb the ladder for ourselves, and we're not reaching back and picking up the other people that we're leaving behind, and you know. That's not how God created us to be. We it, It's imperative that we help each other. We're not getting the help from other communities. We go and support other communities, but we can't support ourselves. And that's a narrative that needs to definitely needs to be, you know, be changed in our community. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. All of that. All of that. Amen. All right. I'm sorry. I'll be, y'all be in church and sometimes I'll be wanting to wave my hand and say, hey, man, I'll be forgetting. I'm just sitting in the, you know, church is where you are. You know, 
You're just, I'm just feeling it. I'm just feeling it. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome, um, thank you. Well, this has been such a, a joyous conversation. Um, before we wrap for today, we do have a few closing questions that we want to ask. Okay. Um, my first one that I want to throw out, um, by the time that this episode is released, 2020 shall be behind us. Mm-hmm. Praise the Lord. Praise oh. the Lord. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what would you say has been one lesson that you've learned from 2020? Ooh, a lot of lessons. But I think I think the one thing that I would definitely take from this is that um, be grateful for life and be grateful for what you have. Um, just in our community alone, I mean, just me being a nurse, working through this pandemic um so many people have lost their lives so many family members were disconnected from seeing their loved ones go or pass away because they were not able to come in you know and see their family members um i just a couple of months ago i had a patient that was passing away from coronavirus and i had to facetime her daughter and let her daughter look at her through a phone and give her last goodbyes before we, you know, removed her off the ventilator. And that's a whole nother level of hurt, disconnect. You know, it's, um, that totally threw me for a loop. I mean, I just, and I, I've dealt with a lot of stuff. In my life, I, I've seen patients pass away. I've seen death so many times, but to actually experience that particular event, you have a daughter who can't even come, or family member that can't even come and see their pay their loved ones. That's um, as a nurse, that takes a toll on you, and it, it took me a long time to recover from that. So. Be grateful for life. Be grateful for family. You know, whatever little issues that you may have with your family members and your friends, you know, squash it. Life is too short. And we've seen that. I mean, I've, we, and we're seeing that now, you know, too many people, young people, old people have passed away from this disease. Um, I've had a couple of family members pass away myself, even in our community. Our little small community here, we've had so many deaths related to and not related to coronavirus. And it's just, it, it makes me appreciate what I have. You know, I'm definitely not well off as other people, but I'm doing better than a whole lot of other people that are out here in this world. So that's my great, that's my takeaway from 2020. You know, be grateful for everything and for what you have. It's a great takeaway. I mean, some people would say, well, that's cliche, but that's a great, excellent takeaway. Um, and that's something that we should keep in the forefront of our minds every single day. I think that's great. Yes, that's uh, real. That's real. And can we just say before, um, you know, can we just say thank you for you, you know, yes. serving for soldiering yeah. yourself in this way? Oh, yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for, yeah, putting putting your life on the line every single day. Yeah, every day. Yes. Yes. Um, now, I feel so weird to transition from 
from that to, to this next question. But we know that you've got your web series that you're working on. Uh-huh. Um, you've authored a book already. Are there any new projects that we could be looking for to, uh, you know, coming from you in 2021? Are you going to write another book? Uh, what, what, what do you have going on or anything? Um, I, I, up? <laughs> I have, um, uh, writing some more, uh, another book. I'm definitely working on that. I've got a couple of movie scripts that I'm going to be working on myself and I'm hoping and praying that I could start my own. My daughter wants to start her own book and write her own book. So I'll, going to be working on with her through that i'm just going to take everything day by day you know that that's how that's what's gotten me this far you know as well as you know the grace of god because i'm just thankful for everything and so i'm hoping to do that and to reach out to more black women who you know want to collaborate with me or you know need some help or advice on how to get their own thing going yeah, that's great. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Yes. Well, it, like I said, it has been such a joy to connect with you. Thank you. And chat with you. How can our listeners connect with you and your work? Um, your, you know, if you have your social media handles you want to throw out or. Yes. So you can, they can follow me on Instagram. I have two handles. My first one is, um, just my main page at Sarah Carmel. I also have, um, my feel the real page. So at Sarah Carmel and at feel the real productions, those are my two Instagram handles. My Facebook page is, um, Sarah Carmel McGriff. My Twitter page. I have two of those. Um, my main page is, um, at S dot Carmel and my business page. The film page is at feel the real productions. As far as my book goes, they can go to um, and I, um, Amazon.com. It is available. It's twenty dollars um, for the physical book, and it's like four dollars to for the um, for the Kindle version. And they could just look my name up or look up the name of the book, Mine Under Troubled Waters. And yes, we'll yes. have all that linked in our show notes. So we'll include all those links to the book as well as um, how you connect directly with Sarah through um, her social media at Sarah Carmel and feel the real we'll have a feel the real productions and we'll have, like I said, everything um, listed for you guys. Wow. This has been great. This has been awesome. We've, uh, I've thoroughly enjoyed this conversation today. Thank you. I enjoyed it too. You tugged at our writer and filmmaking hearts. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Show did, show did. Thank um, you so much. Encouraging us. Now we got to really go back to the lab. We got to, <laughs> Terry and I have been sitting on our hands and it's just like, you know, you were sent to us for a reason. We got to move on, move on in in 20 Oh, yeah. And Thank the timing is, 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 is legit too. Yes. So the, the yes. timing is perfect. Yeah. Well, um, you guys, we appreciate you guys for listening um, to all of our phenomenal guests, the women that share on our show. Um, please continue to share the love and show the love to um, all of our guests um, and connect with all the great platforms and things and great works that they have going on. As always, everything will be listed on 
our website at melanatedconversations.com. Well, this episode will be directly linked. You can catch all the great things and stay connected and plugged in with all the things that Sarah has coming your way. Um, you know, our aim here on the show is to always amplify, but also unify the voices um, of Black women. We want to create a space that is um, that is a safe space for a dialogue, but in sharing our lessons as well as celebrating all the phenomenal successes that we are marking in this world. Mm-hmm. So thank y'all for joining us in this journey. If you, um, have someone that you feel you want to shine and share, or you want to shine and share in this, in this, in, in this way, please send us a note. Um, you can shoot us an email at info at melanated conversations. We would love to hear from you. Um, that's all I got. Terry, you want to share anything? No, I think we can end off on that note. Um, and until next time, melanate on that. Thank you for tuning in. Hope you enjoyed our chat today. Keep the conversation going by heading to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leaving us a review. Have a story of your own to share? Email us at info at melanatedconversations.com or connect with us on social media at Melanated Conversations. Till next time, keep raising your voice. voice.